Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to WRTSFM. This is your host, yours truly, Dr. Holden, a.k.a. Dr. H, the heartbeat of hope and inspiration. Hey, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm born and raised and joined this hot heat wave, as we are known as Hotlanta. So I'm just excited to give you all the 30, min- the 30 um, minutes of inspirational moment to get you through the week. And so as I was contemplating what I was going to talk about, and I was just looking over life, again, I've been doing a lot of reflection in the last um, two weeks. I just want one of the pivotal moments that I learned on my journey was learning how to let go of people who no longer serve um, a purpose in your life. Now, that was not an easy task for me. Um, I've had, I used to have low self-esteem early on, low self-worth. So I used to keep people around, especially in relationships, um, because I feared rejection. I feared rejection. I didn't want to let go of anybody. I wanted to prove who I was. I wanted to show that I'm a good person. But during my homeless time, I've been homeless two and a half, three years, I had to learn, which was a painful process, how most times when we're going through or when God is having us in that crucible, so turn I got from when my son was uh, had joined the Marine and he was going through basic training, but during the crucible, um, it's a very painful and trying times in our life. But that is the time when God is um, shedding the excess dross off of you, that the excess baggage, the negative mindset, your negative behaviors, and also shedding those people who no longer fit the frequency to where He's taking you. That's right; they're no longer fit the frequency to where God is taking you. And how many of you know most times the people that he removes from our life are not our enemies. They are close family, close friends, those that we are in relationship with. And so thus we try to hold on to them because we cannot believe that God is removing our our loved one, a sister, a brother, aunt, uncle, um, even children. And how about this? What if the person that is a threat to your next level is your significant other? See, I remember when I used to be a resident contractor for five years before the homeless um, part of my life began. I was in a relationship. Um, I was with the guy for 10 years. We were married. But I remember how it started out as he was someone that was very nice and kind and everything. But when God started to show me things about myself in a positive way, this guy started to get jealous. Now, for me, this was the first experience I've ever experienced with a person getting jealous of a spouse or a significant other. To me, if it was him and God, you know, was doing different things with him, you would think you would be happy for that man in your life or that woman in your life. But sadly to say, he got very jealous of what God was doing with me. Um of my training, of my leadership skill, or running uh, my own contracting company. So this guy tried to make my life a living. You know what, right? So what happens when I'm trying to hold on? 
I'm trying to hold on because I cannot believe this guy and myself were going two separate directions. We were together 10 years, we're married, we had two kids. I want to hold on because God wasn't bargaining to be elevated but didn't have to lose this person. But what if that person is abusive? What if that person have turned to abuse you mentally, physically, verbally, mental? God would not allow anyone to deter you or get you off track to where he's taking you. So because I didn't want to leave the relationship, it's almost like God hardened his heart and he left. And I tell you, boy, that first two years, I'm after being with somebody 10 years, that first two years after he left, I just, you know, I'm, I couldn't believe it. I actually started to get upset that I started to do good in life, and I lost someone who couldn't handle what God was doing for me. But it was so heartbreaking that he was one of the people that could not go with me to the next level, no matter how much I tried to make it work, no matter how much I, I tried to be more submissive, more, um, you know, just just obedient to whatever, you know. But God, one day I was crying and I heard God say, God, I know that you love them, but I know them. You see, here it is about 15 years later. If I had stayed with that guy, I would have probably have accomplished nothing in my life, okay? He has took, I mean, went several steps backward, and he's just really having a hard time pulling himself up from when he left. But that's the thing about letting go. Most people we try to bring along with us are the ones, sometimes God has to, you know, cause their hearts to be hard so they can leave us because he knows we're not going to leave. This person could be just as toxic to us, but we would try to hold on out of fear, maybe out of a a life of rejection, and we're trying to hold on to somebody. And I tell you this, the more I look back on my life 10, 12, 12, 13 years later, I just say, wow, God, thank you. Had it not been, because had you not moved him, I would have stayed. I would say I would have been miserable. I never would have went to college because uh, even when I was trying to bring up college to this guy, he was like, why do you want to do that? And so on your journey, there are a lot of people that have not put the work in to go to the next level with you. See, we all want the crown, but nobody wants to wear their clothes. That's the thing. You know, no one really wants to put the hard work in to be able to uh, cross that finish line victoriously. You know, in order to write 12 books in a year and a half, I had I, I learned discipline when we were homeless and perseverance and tenacity. So I just knew how to hold my time, how to focus in. But when we're in these situations, but see, that was hard work I had to put in, sorry. That was a hard work, the grit. A lot of people haven't paid the price to help carry the mountain in your life, to help walk with you, to help uh, be by your side to the next level that God is taking you. So my thing now, I've been single for five years, so my thing is to, I just believe not in, in um 
covenant relationships, those relationships where both people not getting all caught up into potential. You know, we can meet somebody and we can fall in love with potential and be stuck five, ten years later. Fall in love with someone that's actually putting the work in, that's actually going after their goals. Because it's easy to talk the talk and not walk the walk. And usually time what happens is when you're putting the work in the other person isn't, you get the result that I got, jealousy, whether it's your, you know, significant other, a family member, a child, a co Put the work in but also join hands with someone that want to put the work in for a better them. You see, we cannot make it in one's life better. We cannot walk the journey for someone. All we can do is walk the journey with someone. And most time, a lot of people don't want to walk their own journey and put the hard work into it. And guess what? A lot of people wish they had your courage. They had your tenacity. They had your drive. Many people want to follow their dreams and goals, but fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of not being good enough keep a lot of people behind. Hey, if it wasn't for God putting me in a situation where I had to fight for Latarsha, I had to fight for my dreams and goals, I was one of those persons who I didn't know where to start, where to go, how to start living my best life, and how to start putting my best foot forward. But being homeless for those two and a half, three years, I had no choice but to get in the ring and fight. Fight for my dreams. Fight for those who, who could not go with me, you know, to let go of those. It was so painful. You see, the woman or the man that you're becoming will cause you people relationships, spaces, and material things. Always remember to choose you over everything. On this journey, only the strong will survive. Only those who have the heart to go after their dreams will see the results they really want. Don't yoke up just to say you're getting older or, you know, you're ready to have kids. This journey is not for the faint of heart. Had I guess there was no way I could have went from homeless uh, within ten years. Did we talk about a ten year span? There was no way that I could have went from being homeless for two and a half years with six children to running for public office, uh, a political office, and city council in 2017, from a GED to a doctor and an author of 12 books while raising six kids. I had to learn how to fight. I had to learn to let the people laugh. I had to learn to let people go who, who no longer served me or was happy for me. I had to learn how to push even in the face of adversity and even in the face of rejection. You see, I believe that I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I also believe that that's a difference. You know, you can be a, a pure warmer or you can be a disciple of Jesus Christ. The true warmers are the ones that show up every day. I think just a half day they go to church, but those disciples, those are the ones I believe that when we are crushed, your oil, when you've been crushed and served, and the oil is different, you walk different, you talk different, things that usually matter to you or, or get you all 
um, in a in a, a you know mad and angry and help and get you all focused in no longer long run. See, when I was running for office, I didn't care. I didn't care what my opponent said about me. See, I had came through the the crucible of being homeless as a soldier. I had came through the crucible of being lost and laughed at and pushing and, and, and wanting to give up and tears streaming down my face and crying out to God. So by the time I came to to run for public office, it had been a 10-year gap. So from the time I started in school in 2007 to the time I ran for office 2017, guess what? I probably was a sergeant or first sergeant some in the arm of God by the time I ran for office. So the Latarsha that was 2007 was prepared, being prepared those two years, 10 years, to run and stand in my truth in 2017. A lot of times we don't go after our dreams and goals because it don't happen overnight. I didn't have any expectation of running for office. I was 35 years old, homeless, sick kids, uneducated, underemployed. So believe me. I had no idea I was going to run for office, but I get I guarantee you this. When I went to that crucible, I'm just thinking when my son was in the Marine boot camp, and I saw the the um the DVD of what they had to go through through that crucible, and, I, and I'm crawling, I'm getting up, and I'm falling down, I'm getting up, and my muscles started to build. By the time I put my my uh, application in or, or, or signed the papers to get into the political race, I was not the weak Latarsha that started out in 27, moved by people's opinion, scared to let people go. By the time 2017 came, I was strong. I stood a certain way with my head held high. I no longer cried over who left me or who's talking about me. I was ready for battle. I was ready to stand for my wife. And nothing the opponent or anybody could have said could deter me. Because at that moment, my why was stronger than any fear of being talked about, laughed at, because my why was this. I simply knew what it felt like when everybody looked the other way. So my why was to stand with the homeless, the low-income community, the single moms, high school dropouts, to, to... to, for affordable housing, my why was to stand and to stand on my principles and my morals and my values. It had not been for that 10 years, I wouldn't have had the strength to do what I believe my mission and purpose God has created me to do, to stand with others and to give hope and inspiration to people all around the world. We only got one life. This is Whatever we do with this dash is going to remain far long, way after we're gone. Don't live with no regrets. Let those people go that you know are not even near uh, contributing to what God is doing. They're not inspiring you to be the best. They're not showing up for you when God is doing things in your life. They got excuses why they can't come to your award ceremonies. They can't come hear you preach. They can't come hear you speak. Let them go. You don't have to hate them. Love them from afar. See, I had to learn to love those from afar. It's not about being angry. 
It's not about feeling sad or feeling rejected anymore. It's about now fulfilling my dash before I leave this world. It's about fulfilling your dash before you leave this world. Hey, they're going to talk about you whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad. Do not waste any more time holding on to people that mean you no good. Do not waste any more time trying to prove to family members that you're a great person. Do not waste any more time even trying to make up to your kids when you didn't have it. You know, kids are people too. They see you, they see your weaknesses, and they also know how to play on you too. This is the moment. This is your moment in time. Make the most out of your time. No one can give you that time back. And when I saw that, when I saw that I was grinding, I'm pushing, you know, I felt like I was in the in the in the in the military, you know, I, when I saw the son, my son D V D and they was on the ground and they climbed over the walls and I felt that was my spiritual crucible that I've endured the last ten, twelve years. And so now I'm not easily moved. I stand for what I believe in. I dance to the beat of my own drum, to the beat of my soul, so that when my time here has expired, that dash between the day, the year I was born and the year I was called home, will be to a reminder that I was here and my purpose was served. We don't know when our time here will be up. Let go of anyone or anything or any place. Sometimes you have to move out of an area that you're familiar with in order for God to elevate you to. See, our areas and our environments, sometimes we have to get away. Abraham had to leave what was familiar to him so God can show him the promised land and where he was going to take him or what he was going to do for his family. We came in this world alone. And the last time I checked, we're going to leave alone. Don't leave this world full of all your gifts and talents. Don't leave this world, you know, knowing I wish I would have did that. You know, in a nursing home and the people on their sick bed, their number one regret is I wish I would have went after my dreams. I wish I would have went after my goals. So many people I'm leaving this world with so much regret. I was afraid, they say. I didn't think I could do it. I was afraid to be laughed at. I was afraid to be a failure. But guess what? When I ran for public office, no family member helped me. It was my kids and a uh, handful of people that believed in me helped me campaign. You know, family members didn't come a hold up a sign. They wasn't sharing my stuff on social media. They were, but you know what? Because I was sure of who God had called me and, and his preparation for my life, it no longer bothered me who don't walk my journey with me. And I'm asking you today, and I'm crying out, do not let those around you stop you from fulfilling your destiny because they're not clapping for you. Woo! Do not let those around you who are close to you distract you from fulfilling your destiny because they're not clapping for you. It was a painful reality for me 
I've had book signs. Maybe one or two people would show up. You know, I just keep pressing. I keep pressing. You know, I no longer do anything to get people to praise me or to think I'm a good person or to think I'm worthy. Everything I do for the last 10 years have been for me to fulfill my purpose on my life. You see, I look at the things at the end time now. I'm at the end of a thing. I don't look up for the now. Everything I do, I look at the end of a thing. When I write my children's book, I write with love and friendship and kindness. So my time here is up, and even now while I'm going around speaking, I'm spreading my joy of who I am around the world. When you're walking in your purpose, nothing else matters. When you're walking towards your destiny, nothing else matters. You no longer care who wants to stand with you. You no longer care about who wants to walk with you. When I was in the hospital, I had a mental breakdown because being homeless for two and a half, three years was so hard. You know, and I thought God was trying to kill me. He did not allow many, many people not to help me. I mean, I, I was like, Lord, I mean, I'm going to raise in Atlanta. I might have 200 family. He just didn't allow nobody to help me. And so, and I used to ask him, why? Why you didn't allow no one to help. I'm doing right. I'm not on drugs. I'm not drinking. I'm not a party. But I heard a still small voice there. The reason I didn't allow people to help you so no one could come back and say, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be where you at. God don't want nobody to take the glory off of him. And I can tell you today, had it not been for God and his grace and mercy, there was no way I could be where I'm at today. There was no way I could see some some victories in the midst of my tears. There was no way I could see some some um uh, celebrate in the midst of my fears if God had not shown me the homeless woman in Atlanta who dropped out in the tenth grade, had four kids by twenty two, and at thirty five years old, found herself homeless, uneducated, and underemployed. A lot of times, people of God, God don't allow those who you think to come along and help you for that simple reason. He don't want nobody, and he would not allow anyone to get his glory and the credit that he has done in your life. That's why, so if if you're going through, take heart. That God is with you. God was with me. I tell you, back in the day, I was a kid. I didn't. We didn't get many whoopings. It was three girls. But when it came down to the one or two times, maybe three, four times, we got a spanking. Look, you know, uh, spank me. Don't even, you know, because some parents can, can like egg you and don't talk to you for a couple days. That just just hurt my feelings. So for when God is silent. Sometimes it could just seem like, Lord, are you here, man? Where are you? But in those silent moments, I'm here to tell you, he is there. He is there. Keep pushing, keep going, crying out. But I guarantee you, after a while, you're going to walk different. You're going to stand different. It's almost like how he, he uh, how we want our children, you know, they start whining over this, whining over that, and it gets on our nerves. God don't want us to be whiners. He don't want us to be, oh, me, why? He wants us to trust in him. 
so he can do what he needs to do in us so he can um, take us to that place that he's created us to go before we was even formed in our mother's womb. Your purpose will cost you friends and family members. And that's okay. They don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. Rich or poor, money can't save you from death, from sickness. So we have no choice but to really see who's running the show. You know, it's interesting when celebrities die, you hear people be like, oh, my gosh, not them. Why not? Nothing. We're all, you know, just humans. And nothing. We're not. There's no one immune to anything. Treasure your life. Let go of those who are toxic and you know with the bottom of your heart they cannot go with you. You know, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what God has continued to do in my life. I take nothing for granted. Stop taking time for granted. Then I'll do this next year. I'll do this next month. Who is to say that you'll be here next month to do what God has laid on your heart to do? Again, I am Dr. Latarsha Holden. A.K.A. Dr. H. I am the heartbeat of hope and inspiration. I genuinely love you guys. You can find my books all on Amazon, my children's books, my youth series, my life story, and I'm just here. And I pray that you take heed to live with no regrets. Thank you for tuning in to your inspirational moment of the week on WRTSFM. I look forward to hearing from you guys, I mean, talking with you guys um, next Tuesday, every Tuesday from 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Let people go. Don't worry about who who's not clapping for you, who's not celebrating w- with you. Let those, um, you got to get some tough skin, man. If you're in this, if, if you, if you're a Christian, man, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, uh, a army, you know, we're, we're in an army. You got to build your soldier. I'm a soldier now. And so it didn't come easily. And I just thank God for what he's doing in my life and what he's doing in your life around the world. I really bid, bid you all peace and blessings as you make the decision to say enough is enough. No more spiritual hitchhikers. Everybody, you know, people want a free ride without actually paying the cost to get where they're going. Don't allow anyone else to ride on your coattail. Walk with those who celebrate with you and not tolerate you. Again, I do thank you all for tuning in to WRTSFM. Let go of anyone that no longer serves you. This is your host, Dr. Holden. I look forward to talking with you again for the inspirational moment of the week. Every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace and blessings, everyone.